just said and you're mandy <laughs> here we like go i just said and we have a podcast where we tell you stories about times that we were mormon and doing bad things and times that we were drunk and doing good things sometimes mm. questionable yeah that's questionable i don't believe it shitting your pants in a public bathroom maybe not a good thing <laughs> Or shitting yourself when you're walking home on the ice. <laughs> that wasn't my story, but it was a story that we told on this podcast. It was Tiffany's. <laughs> so, cheers. Cheers. It's chilly out here. It is chilly. I decided to bundle myself up. We're recording a podcast for you in our backyard in Southern California. But it's like... 67 degrees outside. It feels chilly. There's a it's a crispness in the air. Actually, I have no idea what the what what the weather is outside. It's I'm probably sure. colder than that. I thought it would be funny. <laughs> at 61. Oh, I see? was off by six degrees. There you go. That's almost in the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Hey, um. Let's give a little big shout out to our patrons. Hey, patrons. Hey. What's up, guys? Thank you for being you. Guys and girls. Ladies uh, and gentlemen. You guys fucking rule. Hell yeah. I cannot tell you how excited I am every time you guys reach out to us and say hello. It, like, makes me want to do a better job. <laughs> <laughs> and so far, we really need to do a better job. Listen. <laughs> It's been really hectic at work, yeah. and we, you know, we have full-time jobs, and it gets tired. It's been a tough day, for sure. I saw a dead person today <laughs> on the freeway. That's a real bummer. A dead human being, so. I don't think I've ever seen a dead human being that wasn't, like, in a casket. I've seen three. Oh, two today. Oh, no. I, no, one of, uh, well, yeah, so that was, on the way to work, there was a horrible motorcycle accident, and I saw a dead person. And then on the way home, there was like five cars all smashed up on the other side of the same freeway. I didn't see any dead people. I saw living people like with no shoes on on the side of the road. Ugh. So it was a brutal day to be on the 405. Right. That sucks ass. Yeah. Uh, the other time I saw a dead person, somebody jumped off of a bridge off of an overpass and landed on the car in front of me when I was driving in France. Ugh. Well, I wasn't driving the car. My friend was driving the car. Oh, and was... then you also saw the other motorcyclist that got hit in San Francisco. Yep. So that's the three people. Got it. This is uh, depressing. Wow. Well, way to go. Okay, <laughs> should, should I cut that out? <laughs> nah, leave it. People, yeah. it's... Don't... Hey, here's our PSA. Don't ride a motorcycle. It's just the, a bad fucking call. Don't ride a motorcycle on the freeway. And most honestly, most of those guys riding motorcycles on the freeway drive like assholes. That's very true. And I get it. Like... Motorcyclists are also super defensive because of shit, like, they're constantly getting hit. But maybe you should just be in a goddamn car because yeah. people can't, I, it's not that it, you guys come out of nowhere. <laughs> I can't be bothered to check my blind spot. No, it's no, not but, like that. But it, they are dangerous as fuck. Right? So I'll repent saying no one should ride a motorcycle. <laughs> just do it really carefully. <laughs> Yeah, and I will repent for forgetting the our mantra of the four R's last okay. week. Okay, yep, go we, on. We really failed on that. We completely forgot religion, which is <laughs> yeah, the kind of the point of the whole fucking thing. <laughs> and so we, re we remembered racists. Yep. We remembered Republicans. Yep. We forgot about religion, and we forgot about Tiffany's neighbor, Ron. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to have to really make a t-shirt so that we can remember the right? mantra of the Family Home Evening podcast. Do you think we should also make a t-shirt that has, I mean, no, I guess it really wouldn't make any sense, but the rules of our drinking game? Because we forget to tell people that we have a drinking game if you're listening and you're at home and not planning on driving and you're over the age of 21 or 19, depending on what state or country. Or country. Well, the only problem with that is the rules tend to change. Well, shift. they depend on how drunk I am. Woo! That's right. We know for sure anytime you hear us say any sort of a percentage. You take a drink. You take a drink. You can determine how much or little to drink. You're an adult. It's up to you. We're not going to force you to down your pint of Jägermeister or whatever you're drinking. 
<laughs> uh, what's the other one? Is if you say, is it like right or exactly? Exactly. That's a big one. And every time I go, um, you guys are so screwed. <laughs> You're lucky Mandy edits this pretty well. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the four R's repent. I repent for that and I'll never forget them again. Racist, Republicans, religion, and Ron. <laughs> it's in there. So we're going to do something a little different for you guys this week for Mormon Corner. We got a special delivery in the mail yesterday yes. from our friends at Exmo Candles, exmocandles.com. And it's these ladies who make these really fucking funny labels for their candles. The candles themselves are delightful. It's like a, a little jar and it, they smell really good and the wax is really nice. But the, the themes and the, the scents are just so fucking hilarious. So we, we are going to open them for you <laughs> on the podcast today. Uh, so they come in these really cute little boxes. They've got a stamp with their logo on it. So then it's got the, the name of the scent that it is printed right on the side of the box, kind of in, um, that typography that reminds you of like what a serial killer would do if they cut the letters out of a magazine. Right, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) So we got, uh, we got four candles from them. We got dark is delightsome, which is, uh, quite hilarious. Obviously that's making fun of the fact that, uh, the white is delightsome mantras that they teach. Did you ever see that video that was like the little Lamanite brown children and the little white children? No. And, and they're saying like, look at this child. She's white and delightsome. And those words are like pulled right out of the Book of Mormon. But anyway, so dark and delightsome is one. Give that a sniff. See what you think. So this was um, scented candle hand poured with the heathen hands on eight eleven twenty one by Jennifer, <laughs> nice. the, the Exmo Candle LLC, Arlington, Virginia. Lighten our outer darkness together. Ooh, what's that I'm smelling? Blackberry, saffron, and what's and anise? Anise? Anise or anise? Some people anise. call it anise. It's like that licorice scent. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the one that I have is called Licked Cupcake, and it's a vanilla cake buttercream lemon peel. And this one is, uh, I don't know, you probably never got this lesson, but it's a very common lesson in Sunday school and young women's for your teacher to come in and bring in a box of cupcakes or, okay. a, or a tray of cupcakes and be like, hey, who wants cupcakes? And everyone's like, yeah, me, I want cupcakes. And then they'll take one out, pretend that they're going to give it to you, and then they lick all the frosting off of it. That's and rude. everyone's like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, you don't say what the fuck because you're Mormon, but you say, that's rude. I wanted to eat that cupcake. And then they tell you about how if you have sex before marriage, that that's just like, uh, then you just become as worthless as a licked cupcake. <laughs> wait, whoa, whoa. Okay, wait, hold on. So you're in Sunday school yeah. and your teacher brings, she licks all of the cupcakes? No, she brings a box of cupcakes so everyone can have a cupcake. And then, so you all think you're getting cupcakes. Right. Well, you do afterwards. Everyone gets the non one ones. of them. She makes a big show on one of them. Yes. So it wasn't another kid that did that. It was the teacher. Was the teacher licks the cupcake That's and then says, up. this is you if you have sex before marriage because, you know, nobody wants a licked cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure she wasn't referring to like pussy licking. Yeah, because that's where I was going with this. I was like, oh, honey. Uh, but this one actually, this candle actually smells like like everything vagina. I love. No, no. Ooh, yeah, that it's is like nice. Cake, vanilla, yumminess. Licked cupcake. It's fucking funny. <laughs> okay, so, what do you have over there? So I have. Why can't I say the word, Mandy? I consecrate. Consecrate. Thank you. My time, my talents, and my money to the gay agenda. It's a rum mojito, <laughs> muddled mint, and mango chunks. I love it. Mm, Obviously, smells. This one might be my favorite. Obviously, that's a that's a common thing that Mormons say. I consecrate my time, talents, and money to the Mormon Church or to the whatever. Ah, I missed this little. There's a little. Um, envelope in the box it says signs and tokens and it's got this cute little wax seal oh, yeah. with their stamp in it that's a nice touch that is a nice touch we don't have that that's classy no Get on we it, need to up our game so inside the envelope there's five little cards the first one says the law of reviewing the act of reviewing your exmo candle will bring untold blessings into your life Plus, it would really make our day. In fact, if it's a choice between feeding your children and leaving a review, we're going to need you to go to the product page for your candle and leave that review. 
<laughs> Reviewers will have their calling and election made sure. Bosom burnings told us so. <laughs> and then a little, it looks like a little bio. It says, when I stopped going to church in 2008, I didn't talk about it. I thought I was the only one. I thought I was weak and worthless and an enemy to God. When I finally discovered other ex-Mormons a full decade later, the relief was overwhelming. Audrey and I started making Exmo candles as a way to celebrate that feeling and to share it. Thank you so much for supporting our business, but even more, thank you so much for joining us in lighting outer darkness together. Yes. From Jen. That's cute. Love All right. It. It's the last one. Last candle is, this is, I saved the best for last. <laughs> this one's called Mormon, <laughs> a major victory for Satan, <laughs> which is play on the fact that Suddenly, I think as of this year, we're not allowed to call them Mormons anymore. We're only allowed to call them... It's really ruining our whole podcast. Latter-day Saints. (laughs) Oh my God, this is so good. It doesn't roll off the tongue as much family home evening with LDS. With Latter-day Saints? Yeah, with Latter-day Saints. This is bourbon, charred oak barrel, and clove. And let me tell you, it smells like a fireplace that you're sitting around a campfire burning like sandalwood and... Ooh. Like maybe not sandalwood, but delicious. It's kind of like incensey a little bit. Yeah, yeah, like a like a sandalwood. Yeah. It's nice. I like it. It's but it's really not overwhelming. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Yeah. Great part great packaging. Really funny. Very nice candles and <laughs> lots of laughs. Great job, ladies. Well done. We are super stoked. And I think we might have to uh gift some of these to our Patrons. To our uh, yeah, our top tier, holy glory, kingdom of collab <laughs> patrons. Sweet ass sweet. <laughs> Delightful. Excellent. Um, cool shit. Cool shit. Do you have any cool shit? I do. I was just reading about um, the fired FBI official Andrew McCab, I believe is his name. You might remember three years ago, he was hours away from retirement and Trump decided to fire him so that he wouldn't get any of his benefits. <gasps> That's right. Right. So he decided to, uh, to file a civil suit with the Justice Department and they agreed to uh, restore full law enforcement benefits. So he gets he wins back his retirement benefits and back pay in a settlement. So they'll take care of some of his attorney fees. And uh, he was, yeah, fired by the Trump administration only hours before his retirement three years ago. The settlement resolved the civil case that his ouster was the result of a years-long public vendetta driven by the former president. So he did, um, again, what a petty fucking asshole. Such a piece of shit. If anybody was like, you know, he's just misunderstood and the media can, you know, contrived this whole thing and misconstrued his whole like, agenda and what he did, but he was actually really good president. It's like, no, shit like that mm-hmm. shows you what a pity, pity, petty piece of shit that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, fuck that guy. So I'm glad that he got all of his shit back. Uh, the Justice Department demoted and then dismissed him on the eve of his 50th birthday on March 2018 when he would have been completely vested. So I think the message that you'll get loud and clear from the terms and the settlement is that this never should have happened. And it feels like a complete vindication because that is what it is. Yeah. And also what a fucking waste of everybody's time and money. And right. Taxpayers pretty much get to pay for that too. Dude. The whole lawsuit part of it and paying him back. It's like, everybody's like, Oh, Trump's of the people. It's like, no, he's for himself clearly. And this proves it too, because you're wasting taxpayer money mm-hmm. to do do bullshit because you didn't like somebody because they didn't say nice things about you. Mm-hmm. you. You got what a piece of shit. It's hard to imagine anybody worse than him. Problem is, is he, he is an idiot, right? Yeah. So imagine if he was this vindictive and this awful, but was smart, right? All of the shit that he could have gotten done if he had just wasn't such an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so there is that. And now they're coming out in full force. Well, fuck. Well, I'm glad that guy got his retirement back. Because that's too. some fuck. Can you imagine working I, your whole life? I remember reading about it going, what a fucking douchebag. Mm-hmm. Like, like there was no spin on that that made it seem at all okay or, like, vindicated. Like, it just all was awful. So, mm-hmm. yeah. The douche. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some cool shit, too. Yeah? Have you heard of... One America News, OAN <sighs> Network. Yeah, unfortunately, I have heard of it. <laughs> well, just in case anybody who's listening hasn't heard of it, OAN Network is a network owned by AT&T, 
And AT&T, to be fair, owns a lot of shit. They're a mega right. conglomerate, media conglomerate. Uh, but this this particular network is so, 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 so far right that it's disturbing. Like, white supremacy shit. Conspiracy theories. Well, conspiracy theories is all of them. But um, when it gets into white supremacy, that's when it's like, okay, hold the fucking phone. Right. You know, you, you're, you can't be... You have to have some moral responsibility for that right. when you're in that sort of position or whatever. So there's tons of articles about it if anybody wants to check up on it and read up on it. But uh, the, my good news or my cool shit for today is that AT&T stock today, which is we're recording this on a Thursday, hit a 10-year low. Excellent. Because so many people are canceling their accounts with AT&T. And AT&T owns a lot of shit. So it's a little more than just. They've got, you know, they own everything. Yeah, they own a lot, a lot of stuff. But including this one American News. And literally 90% of that network's revenue comes directly from AT&T. And so AT&T's response has been, you know, oh, I, you know, we have a multitude of platforms catering to a variety of different people, which is completely understandable. Like, you know, there's people that I love that love Fox News. I think they're fucking stupid, and I think less of them for watching it. But, like, give them what they want. You know, sell your ads to them, make your money, whatever. But when it gets into that, in the same way with the left, like, you can't go too far left, and you can't go too far right either and still live in a functioning society. And, yeah, there's, there's like, a bunch of white supremacy bullshit. I was going to say, I don't know anybody I know and love that watches that network. Yeah. Well, that's admitted it to me, I should say. (laughs) Yeah, there you do. There are people. But this is like on a whole nother level than Fox News even. This is like, you know, this is breeding violence, inciting violence in people and just creating monsters in people. And it's bullshit. Right. And so there's a ton of articles who've started writing about it. Did I say Fox News? Yeah. I meant OAN. I don't know anybody that I know and love that watches OAN. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. No. Sorry, my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this one that I'm I'm reading or that I read most of is from Rolling Stone magazine. Uh, but it just it it's a really good one and it talks about the kind of the history behind it and how it came to be and how AT and T is just doubling down on the fact that they they're saying that it's okay. It's free speech is it's, what they're they're yeah. trying to go for, right? It's free speech and also, you know, they're they're pandering for lack of a better word to their different audience, you right. know different demographics of audience which is completely understandable i get it we don't want to live in the cookie cutter world you know where everything's the same but you can't you can't with it's good like, conscience right. and without any sort of consequences fund a network they're, they're not it's not just that they own it and that they're you know supporting it. it they are they are funding it almost completely almost a hundred percent right you know what i mean and so so many people have dropped their AT&T accounts. I, I have been a, an AT&T customer for as long as I can remember since I had my very first cell phone, which is well over 25 years ago. And I fucking called T-Mobile and I was like, I want to switch. Right. <laughs> Just crazy out of the blue, right? And uh, I was a little bit like, I was like, this is nuts. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm generally one to try to vote with my dollars when I can. I right. still buy shit on Amazon, even though I fucking hate them. And I right. know it's terrible, but I still do it for the convenience every once in a while. I'll try to not do it if I can. But, like, to, to change your whole phone plan right. <laughs> it's kind of drastic. And I was like, fuck it. I cannot, I can't give them any money knowing that I'm funding a white supremacist breeding ground of hate. Right. And so I fucking did it. And it I'm was so super easy. And cheaper, right? Cheaper. And I get a brand new iPhone 13. So. Right. Bam, bitches. Yeah. If anybody's thinking about it, I know the coverage is different in different areas, but I decided to go with T-Mobile. I have a Verizon phone as well because I have one for work. And uh, the Verizon phone has good coverage. The T-Mobile supposedly has good coverage, so we'll see. But all I did was, you know, I had no idea what to do first, so I called up T-Mobile, and I was like, hey, I'm thinking about changing. How do I do that? And they're like, oh, don't worry. We'll help you. We've got all these different plans. And they gave me options, and they gave me the option to trade in the phone. And um, basically all I – I was like – it was like almost like I was getting advice for a breakup. You know, I was like, so what do I tell AT&T? Like, how do I do it? I don't know what to do. And they're like, well, don't tell them until your phone gets there. So get your phone. We'll patch your new number over so you get to still keep your same number. And then once that's all set up and you're all set with us, then you call AT&T and cancel your service. And I was like, okay, thank you. Thank you, Brandon from (laughs) T-Mobile. That's awesome. So, yeah, I'm pretty fucking stoked about that. I feel like I at least did something. Something. And, again, it makes you feel good knowing that you're not supporting. I mean, I hate supporting conglomerate corporations as is, but it's nice to know when you're kind of like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm not giving you any money anymore. I'm going to look into that mint. What was the Ryan Reynolds one? 
Oh, the phone network? Yeah. I forgot all about that. I can't, I don't know. I can't remember. I think it's called Mint or Cricket Cell Phone Company. Mint Mobile. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, look at that. I just want to give him my money. Hi, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Are you a white supremacist? No? Okay, take my money. Take my money! Hey, do you want to hear what's on Twitter? Yes. <laughs> Don't take that tone of voice with me because you're not going to like it. Hmm. Uh, we're talking about Texas. Ugh, fucking Texas. Shocker. Sorry, Texas. <laughs> we have a lot of friends in Texas. We do. And I'm and sorry, we, we need you to get out there and vote. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your friends to vote. Uh, so listen to this. So a school administrator in South Lake, Texas, advised teachers last week that if they have a book about the Holocaust in their classroom, they should also have a book with an opposing perspective. Like the Fairness Doctrine? Just, well, just sort of let that sink in for a minute. A book with an opposing perspective about the Holocaust. So do you have, like, Mein Kampf in this classroom? Like, what the fuck? Exactly. Well, so listen to this. Um, so I'm reading this on Twitter. This is from NBC News. Uh, this woman's name is Gina Petty, and she is the executive director of curriculum in this uh, South Lake School District. Um, she says, quote, make sure that if you have a book on the Holocaust that you have one that has an opposing that has other perspectives. And a teacher responds, so somebody, a teacher's recording this, right? Mm -hmm. A teacher responds, how do you oppose the Holocaust? And she says, believe me, that's come up. By <laughs> who? Without a hint of any sort of irony. Oh, believe me, that's come up. How do you, how do you oppose the Holocaust? Well, that's come up. You're not the first person to ask me that. So let me right. tell you. It's kind of the gist that I'm getting from it. <laughs> Uh, she made the comment on a Friday afternoon during a training session on which books teachers can have in classroom libraries. The training came four days after the Carroll School, School Board voted to reprimand a fourth grade teacher who had kept an anti-racism book in her classroom. Right? I know. Fucking Texas. So teachers are literally afraid that we're going to be punished for having books in our classes, uh, an elementary school teacher who wanted to remain anonymous said to the news. Uh, the debate in South Lake over which books should be allowed in schools is part of a broader national movement led by parents opposed to lessons on racism, history, and LGBTQ issues that some conservatives have falsely branded as critical race theory, which, as we know, is a, a very advanced concept taught in colleges. Right. <laughs> and not even in beginning college, not even 101. Like, this is an advanced thing. So there's a spokesperson for the Texas... Uh, State Teachers Association, who says, we find it reprehensible for an educator to require a Holocaust denier to get equal treatment with the facts of history. That's right. absurd. It's worse than absurd. And this law does not require it. So this woman is citing a, a law in Texas saying that, you, need, you know, in order to comply with this law, you have to have both sides of the Holocaust. Wow. <laughs> I know. So there's a group of South Lake parents. They've been fighting for more than a year to block new diversity and inclusion programs. Diversity and inclusion. <laughs> God, we hate inclusion. We hate diversity. Right. Well, you be white. Right. You be Christian. Or you be. Our, Out of my town. Or you be our. You be my housekeeper. Right. There you go. Fucking fucks. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Seriously. Fuck you, Texas. Oh, uh, anyway, that's the that's the gist of it. I did. To be fair, there are these horrible people in all in all states. Just, it just Texas seems to keeps be a getting lot away of, with it. They, yeah, I was gonna say, it just seems like there's a lot more in Texas, and y'all in the news a lot more too. Yeah. Oh, so here's another quote from the Gina Petty, the executive director of curriculum and, and instruction. She says, "We are in the middle of a political mess." Later adding, no one knows how to navigate these waters. And then she gets, says her thing about if you have the book on the Holocaust, make sure it has, you have another one with the other perspective. As shocked outbursts and murmurs are heard around the room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then one teacher says, what? How do you oppose the Holocaust? Uh, the school district did not immediately respond to requests for comment, of course. District spokesperson Carol Fitzgerald told NBC News that... Quote, Texas teachers are in a precarious position with the latest legal requirements and that the district's purpose is to support our teachers in ensuring they have all of the professional development resources and materials needed. Our district has not 
and will not mandate books be removed, she added. That sounds like a load of horse shit to me. Right. So the law that they're referring to is a recent Texas law called House Bill 3979 that requires teachers who discuss widely debated and currently controversial issues, I'm quoting that, uh, in the classroom, explore these from diverse and contending perspectives without giving deference to any one perspective. So that sounds exactly like the fairness doctrine. Yeah, it doesn't sound bad. It actually sounds like a pretty smart way to, to teach. However, <laughs> I don't believe that the hol- Holocaust is a wildly debated no. or controversial <laughs> issue. No. <laughs> it's a historical fact that happened. It's not a discussion. Yeah. Anyways, holy shit, Texas. Well, it just makes me laugh because, again, the Fairness Doctrine was repealed by Ronald Reagan in the 80s. And that's how play, how companies or newscasts, not casters, but new, network news like Fox News was able to be a thing or Rush Limbaugh was able to be a thing. Because it had to be that if you were going to tell the news, you had to have both perspectives of it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the reason why Ronald Reagan wanted to get rid of that is because the Republicans were never going to get voted into anything ever again <laughs> if things kept going the way they were going for them. Mm-hmm. So I think that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. Can you imagine? It's, oh. It is 2021. And we're telling teachers in Texas that if they're going to tell students about the Holocaust, they also have to teach Holocaust denial. Just, just fucked up. I'm going to burn the motherfucker to the ground. Right. The whole state of Texas. Sorry, Texas. We got to, we got to, what, I can't think of. No, you know what we have to do is we have to fucking fix gerrymandering. We have to allow people to vote. That will fix this whole thing. That would be lovely. Good luck with that. They're already repealing everything and Mm -hmm. making it harder and harder for people to vote. Mm -hmm. I should be an advisor. Yeah, you should. We should, I'm going to have to do something because I can't sit idly by anymore and. We could do a um, uh, letter campaign thing where everybody writes postcards. I can't find her actual. There's. I'm looking. Sorry. You. So we were talking about voting, and I was like, it got me thinking about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Gross. <laughs> because uh, the only reason that that fucking whack job nutcase is in office, as a fucking senator, by the way, or sorry, a U.S. representative, congresswoman, not a senator, uh, as a U.S. representative, congresswoman. Is because she ran unopposed. Nobody was even running against her. That's the only reason she got that fucking job. First of all. Uh, Second of all, the reason I thought of her was because, speaking of shit on Twitter, she posted some really crazy shit. And I'm looking through, trying to find her handle so that I can read it to you. And there's so many funny Marjorie Taylor Greene parody accounts that I'm following right now, (laughs) as of right now. This is my favorite. It's called Nutzarella. (laughs) And Marjorie Taylor Greene has got her teeth blacked out. Uh, They call her GQP. Oh, I like that. GQP instead of GOP. Yes. Uh, clown woman, pro-fascism, pro-cuspiracy, pro-bigotry, pro-jism, gun-loving, anti-reality, anti-masker, whack-job. <laughs> Follow. Uh, anyway. Okay, so what she posted on Twitter. Oh, and apparently it's been taken down now. But she posted a poll on Twitter saying, should America get a divorce or divorce each other or something like that? I, I can't read it because... I don't have a screen grab. I'm sure millions of other people do, but uh, it's got it's been deleted from her timeline. So she's trying to incite, incite civil a civil war. war. Right. Yeah, exactly. Listen, I don't think that we're far off from it. We're so divided, and nobody wants to see eye to eye when it's so dumb. Like, like everybody likes to think that they're something's being taken away from them, or that they're really special, and that they need to they deserve extra special care. Mm-hmm. Like, Texas has been trying to secede forever. We should have just let them. <laughs> just saying. Well, you know what? The, a lot of people are saying that. And if you really think about it, th- the big argument, at least from my perspective, is like, yeah, good luck fucking trying to survive out there with net, without any money from right. the blue states. But at the same time, the rural areas is where the fucking food comes from and the farming and the right. dairy. And, and those the, are the red areas. Yeah. So, we, you know, to be pr- perfectly honest, we kind of need each other. Oh, 100%. And I was reading, um, 
I was reading. No, I, uh, Joe Biden was actually a guest on a podcast I was listening to back when he had first been elected. And he kind of made the, the same argument towards it was basically like he was on a train somewhere and the people from the East Coast were saying, like, why do I have to pay my taxes for this federal project to get water in the desert and, you know, California or whatever? And, you know, that's bullshit that I should have to pay federal taxes to that. And, and his response is, well, it's bullshit that I should have to pay federal taxes for this train system that I don't use that you all need on the East Coast to survive and get from place to place. You know, so it's right. that kind of thing. It's like, yeah, does it does everything in society benefit you directly? It's fucking no. bullshit that I had to pay taxes for schools and playgrounds and shit when I don't have any children, except for that I want to be surrounded by fucking morons my whole life. <laughs> not saying our education system's great, but seriously. Yeah. But anyway, so it's a, it's a very, very elementary and idiotic way of thinking right. that we could just completely narrow minded yeah. and just not farsighted at it, all. It's something sighted. that like fourth graders would come up with in a, you know, in a plan. You can't, but yet we have people in the government saying as a 98 year old white man, why should I have to pay? Why should my taxes pay for some whore's birth control? Yeah. Pretty much is what happened. Yep. Um, and it's like, because, because you do. Because I'm paying for your Viagra. That's why, mm -hmm. asshole. Mm -hmm. On that note. Let's hear a word from our sponsors. <laughs> do we have a Viagra commercial? I hope so. God, I hope we do. If we don't, we should Let's record make. one this weekend. Well, we will be in Vegas with our executive. Genius. Producer. Creative. Director. director. <laughs> That's the one. Fabulous. Hey, girlfriends. Like me, you're probably looking for ways to keep it fresh down under. Well, look no further. I bequeath to you Temple Twat, the new, fresh, heavenly way to keep your cooter clean. Our line of feminine hygiene products will keep your lady business invigorated and open for business. Why not give Temple Twat tampons a go? Our tampons come in four sizes to help accommodate the highs and lows of Satan's waterfall. Our tampons are extra wide because we know you've had like six or seven blessings fall out of your sin hole and we know you need help keeping that sucker in place. Our tampons come unscented or powder fresh to help tame that stench trench. Look for Temple Twat at Smith's or visit our website, Temple Twat. We're here to keep your hole holy. Family Home Evening with Bad Mormons listeners get 10% off your first purchase. Just use the promo code ANOINT at checkout. That's promo code ANOINT for 10% off your first purchase of Temple Twat. And we're back. Welcome back to the podcast. Did you just skip over the first half of the show where we <laughs> bitch about politics and Texas and how stupid Republicans are? Well, you're in for the good stuff now. Right. <laughs> um, it's all good stuff, and it's all really important. It is really important. I know. Which is the only reason we talk about it. But let's talk about stories, shall we? <laughs> let's talk about stories. So we keep forgetting to work this into our outline, but I finally remembered this time. A few episodes back, uh, you had told everybody that we got a story from a listener ah. and we never actually read it so before we tell our own stories i'm going to read you this story that was sent into our gmail and it's something that one of our listeners pulled off of reddit oh and it's pretty fucking funny <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait okay so when i was 18 i had one interesting night when staying at a hotel with some older friends it was the 4th of July, and we decided to go out to a club. Being under 21, I was banished to the third floor of the place, but my friends all slipped me their flasks, so I still had plenty to drink. By the end of our time at the club, I, a guy who isn't usually into guys, made out with a man twice my age. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> this was only the beginning. Returning to the hotel, we drank some more, and then decided to go for a swim. Finding the pool closed, we attempted to kick our way through the glass door, but in our drunken flailing, we only managed to bloody ourselves and get bits of glass everywhere. Oh, no. <laughs> that sounds like some shit me and Courtney have done, <laughs> for sure. 
next, we walked up the stairs and found both the service room and the roof access completely unlocked. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> uh, one friend and I hurled antennas off the roof onto the street while a couple that was with us fucked on the roof. <laughs> My memory begins to blur after this point. <laughs> But I distinctly remember entering the service room before blacking out. I awoke in our hotel room the next morning, laying on a pile of strange gears, pulleys, and cables. We'd gotten into the elevator control area and taken quite a few things. As we left, we realized that the elevators weren't working. So we booked it out of there. And we took the parts with us as so as to remove any evidence. But being young, I was freaking out a bit and I felt guilty. So I called the hotel from a random phone and explained that I'd seen a drunk man wandering into the elevator control room and that they should check it out so nobody gets hurt. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a learning experience. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then they have a little TLDR disclaimer, too long, didn't read. I got shit-faced and dismantled a hotel elevator control system. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Thank yeah, you. So thanks for that. Thank that for was that. hilarious. That is rad. <laughs> I don't think I can't say that I've ever actually dismantled an elevator. I did get stuck in one. Right, right. And had to be rescued, but I've never dismantled one. I don't think I've ever fucked around with an elevator. Oh, dude. We <laughs> I just remembered something. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. We, where were we? Uh, and should I say anybody's names? Let's just say I was with a rambunctious, rowdy couple of friends. <laughs> and we were, there was four or five, six of us in an elevator. I can't remember if we were in a hotel or what. But uh, they just whipped it out. Two of them, brothers, started peeing in separate corners of the elevator. Yeah. Rude. Totally rude. Rude. And that's why you have cameras in elevators. Right. And if you walk into an elevator that smells like pee, some drunk asshole probably peed in it mm-hmm. for fun. Yeah. 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 Yep. Anyway, that's not my story, but it no. did just pop into my head. <laughs> I was say, the only thing we ever did in elevators was like, you know, right when you're about to get to your floor, you jump up because, you know, the elevator stopped, but you jumped before it stopped. So you feel like you go even higher up. Oh, yeah. When it's going down. Oh, was it? yeah. Other way. Yeah. So, but yes. 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 <laughs> Actually, you know what? The story I was going to tell you does have to do with an elevator only in the sense that i was in one with some strippers doing some cocaine (laughs) excellent (laughs) that's the only part of the story that has an elevator in it but i figured since we were going to vegas tomorrow yeah i would tell you a vegas story let's just jump right into it shall we go on picture it (laughs) the year is not very long ago (laughs) i was definitely in my 30s (laughs) and so my friend Yvette, she's the one who really got me into going to Vegas a lot. I mean, we we always used to go to Vegas, but she was like kind of a high roller. She spent a lot of money in Vegas. She would win a lot of money in Vegas. We would always stay at the Win, and every year they would be sending her like, "Hey, we got a comp room for you. We got a comp room for you." And, which I kind of get now that I have you know a little bit more money, and we spent we right. we kind of combine forces you and I so that we get the comp rooms and stuff. Yes. So we can we have a little taste of what le- that's like. <laughs> but <laughs> the back sweet then, life. yeah, back then I was just like, "Holy shit! Like that's stuff for movies. You get in the <laughs> comp room in Vegas." And so she used to always like to go for her birthday in December. So I, w- I went with her a lot. And we always stayed at the Wynn. That was her that was her jam. And so this one year, she gets her comp room. She spends it for her birthday. She invites me to go to Vegas with her. And we go. And my friend Yvette, believe it or not, I am actually very kind of shy and quiet. Right. Which is, I think, why I like drinking so much. Because then it gets me a little bit out of my shell. And I'm, right. I can have fun and, like talk to people and but if I'm totally sober and like I'm in a situation where I don't know people it's kind of hard for me to just like walk up to people and start a conversation or whatever my friend Yvette is not like that at all she could be drunk or sober and she's just like the chattiest social butterfly you've ever met like I have to keep up with her she'll just leave me in the dust and go like not not intentionally or whatever but she just like sees something that's interesting to her and she just goes after it and shiny yeah she (laughs) makes friends really easily she's always like always been a social butterfly which is how you know i got to be friends with her too right and uh so we're in vegas and you know we're putting our whore paint on in the room getting ready to go start drinking start gambling go to dinner whatever and 
obviously everybody knows that when you're in Vegas and you're gambling, you get free drinks. And so I had always played blackjack and Courtney and I had always played blackjack whenever we'd go to Vegas together. And Yvette was really into slot machines and I didn't really get it. And I just kind of like went along and I still don't really get it because there's nothing to get. You just kind of hope for the best. But I watched her like, I mean, she was playing, I think it was Price is Right, Wheel of Fortune or one of those games, one of those game show games. And she was just like, you know, max betting and I don't know, six pulls into it. She gets like 900 bucks. I was like, holy shit. That's like that's like a whole paycheck. Right. It's more than a whole paycheck. Well, maybe not at that time, but it was a lot of money. And, you know, she just, like, plays it, plays it, plays it all the way down. And I'm just, like, in my mind, I'm just, like, I'm a terrible gambler because of this. I'm just, like, you just lost $900. But in her mind, she's just like, I'm in Vegas having fun. Like, you got to play to win. And right. it's kind of the mentality you have to have. And, you know, she gets almost down to the bottom. And 700 bucks, she gets another, like, high pull or whatever. And she just keeps, like getting she just keeps winning all this money and i can just it, my, the gears in my mind start turning and i start to see how like you know vegas works <laughs> kind right. of for people that have money and so we're having a great time we're drinking you know we're playing she's playing i'm hanging out with her because i've lost all my money immediately i'm right. like hey, two hundred dollars okay that's gone right. all on black okay bye <laughs> <laughs> and so we're both drinking she's playing and i'm just kind of you know vibing it out and she uh, so we get pretty shit-faced, and then we decide we're going to go downtown. So we're staying at the Wynn on the Strip. We decide we're going to go downtown to go to the Double Down, which is a punk rock bar that I like to go to. And so we meet some people there, and they end up taking us back to... We'd have some drinks, you know, have a good time. They end up taking us back to Fremont Street. We wander around Fremont Street, and then we are going into one of those real trashy hotels down there. I can't remember which one it is. There's an elevator going up to the rooms. And I can't remember if she, if it was the people that we met at the Double Down, but somehow we were in the elevator in the trashy hotel going up. And uh, we get in the elevator and there's a bunch of strippers in there. And, well, I shouldn't say strip. No, they were strippers. <laughs> like, they could have just been ladies. They were definitely strippers. Of the night. I think they even said they were strippers. <laughs> I was like, I was couldn't remember. Were they strippers or showgirls? But they were strippers. And uh, get in the elevator, and one of the girls is like, you guys want some Coke? And, you know, Yvette and I are like, sure. You know, we're wasted. We're like, shit, yeah. So we're doing key bumps of Coke in the elevator with strippers. And there I had a moment of clarity (laughs) where I was just like, holy shit, this is like the most Vegas thing that's ever happened in Vegas. (laughs) And so that was fun. You know, we wander around Fremont Street a little bit, and then we head back to our hotel at the Wynn, and we're back on the casino floor gambling. And Yvette... Uh, wanders away for a minute. She comes back with these two, I shit you not, like adorably handsome Swedish twins. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, Mandy, I got you one. (laughs) Uh, I can't remember their names at all. It was a very heavy Swedish accent on the both of them. They were actually literally blonde twins, uh, a little bit younger than us. And Your style. Yeah, definitely my style. And, uh, you know, they go off and do their thing. We go off and do our thing. Just, you know, like hanging out, playing on the floor or whatever. And then we all end up back at the room uh, fairly innocently. There was a little making out going on, but it was fairly innocent at that point. Because it was like 6 o'clock in the morning right. when we got back up to like the room. Sleep now. And we took a little power nap. And then, you know, a couple minutes, well, what felt like a couple minutes, a couple hours later, we have to wake up and check out. Like, I think you have to check out at 11. Mm-hmm. And we were obviously still high, still drunk, you know, lipstick smeared, places, <laughs> shit show, there's fucking bottles everywhere. and Half-naked Swedish men. <laughs> exactly, half-naked <laughs> Swedish men. <laughs> and so we're like, fuck, and our flight doesn't leave until six or seven at night. Oh, God. But we were thinking we would get up and Check. enjoy Vegas right. for a day, and oh, no, this was, we needed sleep. And so we kicked the Swedish twins out. And then we go, we pack up our stuff and we go check out of the room and we're like, fuck, now what do we do? So we kind of go, we're walking past the pool and it's, her birthday's in the winter, so it's cold. Right. And there's nobody at the pool. The pool's open if you want, but it's fucking freezing cold. And there's all these cabanas next to the pool and we're like, let's just go like, maybe we could go sit down in one of those for a minute. We go in there, there's nobody in them. Um, we kind of sit down for a minute. It's really cold. It's not comfortable. And, uh we realized you can kind of close the curtains and pull the curtains. We pull the curtains and then 
is when we hit the fucking jackpot because we realized on the wall there was an air conditioning slash heating unit. So we cranked that fucker up and it was toasty warm in there, pulled all the curtains, and we slept for like six more hours in the (laughs) cabana by the pool. That's rad. Until our flight left. Oh, that is so smart. Yeah. It was uh, definitely uh, one one of our finer moments. That is amazing. <laughs> so yeah, that's a that's a that was a memorable trip to Vegas. Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing worse than needing sleep and having to check out, and you're just like, "Can I please have a late checkout?" And they're like, "No." I'm like, "I'm dying. <laughs> please, I just want to puke." I've done that too, where but I didn't have anything as nice as a cabana, but totally just slept by the pool. Like, you know, you can check your bag at the front desk, but like, can you hold my bag for me? Thanks. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, all right, well, I guess I'm just going to go lay by the by the pool now and take a nap because my flight doesn't leave. Because I don't like leaving in the morning because I don't like waking up early. Yeah. And then I think, well, maybe I'll get some delicious food or something. No. Never works out. I've also slept in lobbies where the hotel was not very pleased with me. I'm like, I'm I'm tired. Sorry. You kicked me out of my room. <laughs> Using the lobby bathroom to brush your teeth. <laughs> yes. Well, that's actually what I, I didn't say it, but I was going to do that if they didn't let me early check in when I got into North Carolina recently because I was like three hours early to check in. And um, I'm like, and I was... It was a red-eye flight to get there, so I got real shit sleep on the flight. And I was going to be like, I, you know, I'm like, I'm going to go ask. And if they say no, I'm going to go sleep on the couch. And if they don't like that, then they better hurry up and get my room ready. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I need sleep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there, I, I showed up just looking like shit. I'm just mm-hmm. like, hi, by chance, is there any way my room's available? I just got off a plane. And he just looks at me and he's like... Yes, let's <laughs> let's get you up there. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> you look like shit. Let's get you out of the lobby where right. people <laughs> cannot see you. It's like you're ruining our vibe here. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any like stripper parties. <laughs> I, I, the thing is, like, the few stories I do have, I'm sure I've told already. I mean, I'm not really against us telling the same stories a few times because. You don't listen to every single episode. And if you do, thank you. <laughs> and maybe I'll tell it a little different. I'm going to say I, there should have been cocaine at this party, but there wasn't. I was just thinking of, um, it was at the, the Nightlight, which is a bar in Bellingham. And no, you know, but they don't. <laughs> and and usually they, they do concerts there. But this was a bar and there was a stripper and it was me, Tiffany, Laurie, and then a bunch of their friends. I don't know why I was invited to this, because honestly, I don't really, I don't think I really knew the person getting married. But there was this old, and again, we're like 21, some old-ass man who's probably 45 but looked 60. He was the Iggy Pop dude, so mm-hmm. we definitely have told this story, because mm-hmm. now I'm remembering the cycle. <laughs> Picture it. Matthew McConaughey's character, but with Iggy Pop's head. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and it was just, oh, the half semi-erect penis and just the leathery skin and Laurie just having the best time and Tiffany running away was just magical. Yeah, my strippers were hot ladies. Yeah, see, I would, if we had gone to lady strip clubs, I'd be all about it, Mm -hmm. but dude strippers are just fucking gross. Well, let's see. We're gonna, we're leaving tomorrow morning to drive to Las Vegas. Let's see what we can do. Do not put me in a situation where I have to be near male strippers. (laughs) That was not at all what I was gonna say. Thank God. But now the tables have turned. So let's be excellent to each other. Good idea. Don't bring your sister to a strip club in Las Vegas. She's very uncomfortable. Um, I have, I was trying to think of a nice thing to say. I kind of had this fight on Facebook. I don't generally like to fight on Facebook just because it's a waste of time. But I was kind of going back and forth with this woman basically about vaccinations. They posted something like, join this walkout for, we don't want to do mandates for vaccines and blah, blah, blah. For the kids. They want their kids to do a a walkout because they're trying to mandatory vaccinate them. Right. And and uh, so I was kind of polio. Uh, yeah, I was kind of <laughs> arguing back and forth with her, and I, yeah, and I just said, "Remember polio?" Yeah, neither do I. Right. And I was actually getting a lot of um, support from the, <laughs> like a lot of likes and a lot of happy, nice. you know, laughy emojis or whatever. And she's just very like, you know, coming back at me with all this misinformation that's spreading around. And I I just said something like, 
you know, like, oh, her name's Karen, actually, by the way, too. <laughs> I was like, oh, Karen, let's get you some warm milk and get you to bed, you know, kind of, and everyone's <laughs> laughing. And then she's like, why do you have to be so rude about it? And I was like, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I apologize. That was uncalled for. It's just when the entire fucking end of this pandemic revolves on us cooperating together and there's a huge chunk of the population that just absolutely will not think of anybody but themselves it's very frustrating and then she tries to come back at me with some more like misinformation and i was just like look you know who's vaccinated trump every single living president every single congressperson every single senator in all 50 states and you know whatever percentage of the people and you know who's not vaccinated 99% 99% of everybody who's dying of COVID right now. Right. And that that was just the end of it. But it got me thinking. I was like, rather than, you know, being rude to people and, you know, jabbing at each other and being assholes to each other, I was like trying to think of a way to be nice to each other and have like a civilized conversation for people who want to. And then I started thinking... Even those who are pretending they want to have a civilized conversation, they don't. They, they just, just want to hear their just, own thing. And they want you to agree with them. To agree with them. And I saw this uh, screen grab that Alyssa Milano tweeted. She's got a new book coming out, and she's very uh, left-leaning, and I love everything she says. <laughs> but she put, she posted this big thing, and I thought I would just read that as our little uh, on the way out of the podcast be excellent to each other. She says... Fuck Republicans. Vote them all out. They don't care about your family or helping you put food on the table. All they care about is power and money. Vote Democrat up and down the ballot to protect the most vulnerable among us. Drop the mic. Alyssa Milano. Right. Well done, you. Yeah. So that's what we can do to be excellent to each other is we can stop fucking voting for these assholes and do the right thing. I agree with you 100%. Unfortunately, the people who vote for Republicans don't see themselves as poor or even middle class people they're temporary temporarily poor people they're going to be rich soon so they keep voting for the stuff to protect the assets that they might have one day but will never have and so it's like it's an embarrassment for them right now that they're poor because they just they know they're going to be rich soon right and so to that that always was so mind-boggling to me but yes i mean just really use put on your critical thinking hat and really think about it it's like these laws that are going to tax the rich you're never going to be that rich being a carpenter or being you know a construction worker or even like i don't know even a rancher and you can make a lot of money from ranches right you're not going to make the kind of money that they're talking about taxing the billionaires and million mm-hmm. and like multi multi level millionaires so it's just like just you know stop st- stop voting against your better interest mm-hmm. and start voting for bad mormons <laughs> on apple Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> nice totally great transition apple podcast is the holy grail of it, podcast engagement so it would go a long way if you would head over there and give us a review YouTube, also super great. Like, subscribe, share with your friends. You can check out our website at fagbadmormons.com. We have some cool stuff for sale, and we write funny things to make you laugh. Yeah! Become a patron, be part of the inner circle. We'll be best friends! And we are on all the social medias. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) We are actually on LinkedIn. Right. And uh, we're going to try to have some fun so we can make some more stories for you guys this weekend. Oh, yeah. Get, get ready. Get ready. Dance your pants off. <laughs> get ready to get some strippers up in your face. <laughs>